this is what you're fighting for. I mean, every day you're out there. What they're doing is blowing people off. If you continue to look the other way and shut up, then the oppressors, the authoritarians get total control and total power. Because this is just like in Arizona. This is just like in Georgia. It's another element that backs them into a quarter and shows their lies and misrepresentations. This is why this audience is going to have to get engaged. As we've told you, this is the fight. All this nonsense, all this spin, they can't handle the truth. War Room Battleground. Here's your host, Stephen K. Bannon. Times are tough. And like most Michigan families, we're making do with less and making things last longer. I'm Hillary Skolton. With things so expensive, it's tiring watching politicians fight each other instead of working for us. Both sides need to give. Democrats should stop the spending, and Republicans need to focus on people, not power. I approve this message. In Congress, I'll focus on the issues that matter most to Michigan families, because they matter to mine, too. Whoa. We're at Battleground. It's Wednesday. We're in Battleground Wednesday, uh, 21 September, Year of Our Lord, 2022. Wow. Let me bring in Jim Hoff. I got questions about Tisha, uh, Tish James and other things, Jim. But Michigan 3, John Gibbs, is such a warrior. I'm like stunned by the cynicism in this spot, sir, knowing the real uh, history of his opponent here. I mean, it's like mom apple pie. Did I hear her correctly? The Democrats have to stop the spending. Is she right? Like running as a moderate Republican? Is she trying to fool people? Jim Hoft. Yeah, absolutely. So the name of this ad, Steve, it's called Tough. And the comments under it on YouTube are just lit up. She starts out saying times are tough. She's had such a hard go that her family has to shut off the window air conditioner if you notice in the ad they have to turn it off because it's so tough in her household they're sitting around a little table that they the the four of them can barely uh, sit around and her kids she even includes in this in this ad i i actually have a visual for you steve the kids have um uh they they have uh uh duct tape on their shoes this is what she's showing now, when you look at the truth, this should this should this ad should blow her out of this race. This this race now is Mike Gibbs to lose because if you look at the truth, this woman made two hundred thousand last year. Her husband is an assistant professor in journalism at Calvin University in Michigan. He makes another fifty to hundred thousand. She's saying that her kids have to go to school with duct tape on her shoe on their shoes. It's absolutely unbelievable. This woman is a complete fraud, a complete liar. She's playing this, this um, you know, moderate card, June Cleaver. And you find out that if you look at her Twitter page, then she <laughs> says that uh, Joe Biden, uh, she, she cheers every single Biden um, bill, his, his spending bill that they passed. She cheers every one. And then she says in this ad, Democrats need to quit spending. Well, you know, what, what is it? It's a complete lie. She just, it's a complete fraud. And I hope that the people in Michigan are aware of this. Oh, no, no, no. We have to do this because uh, I want to talk for a second. You had John Gibbs had his mom. I think it's the the sweetest commercial of this uh, spot of this cycle. But like I told Gibbs, I don't know if sweetness works. Let's say this. It's not my line of country, although it's a great ad. But this ad. This, no, you know me, Hoff. No, but this ad, 
is actually, I think, worse than the stuff that we come up with because it's so cynical. She's just a bald-faced liar. And you talk about the comments, the whole thing about them being impoverished. But then she's a, she's a big spending Democrat, and she's been, what, a lobbyist for all these radical open borders things. And she sits there and goes, Democrats spend too much. Looks the camera in the eye, looks her right in the eye and says, Democrats spend too much money. What would she ever oppose of Nancy Pelosi or, or, or Joe Biden or any, 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 or any of these radical policies, Jim Hoft? Well, she hasn't opposed anything yet, Steve. So we don't know what it would be that would you know, put her over the edge. But um, uh, again, it's, it's just insane that this, this woman is playing the June Cleaver card, as, as we see in Western Michigan, where she's running. And she's, she's uh, you know, the complete opposite. She's, she works for these radical open, uh, open border groups, um, and uh, she, she, there's no one that she wouldn't want uh, uh, to de- deport. Uh, nobody's radical enough or, or dangerous enough. And, uh, and it's, just, it's just so comical. Now, some of the comments on, on YouTube, one is, uh, it says, she's either a gambler, an addict, or just a complete idiot if she can't make it on 200000 a year, <laughs> right? <laughs> She, she, degenerate gambler, right? On football or something like that. No, but the kids with the duct tape, it's unbelievable. You picked up. Here's the question. You know, we think the world of, of Gibbs, is, is he, the question that gets to be, is he tough enough to take the fight to her? Because clearly she's never going to want to debate the guy. But is he tough enough to actually take the fight to her? Because somebody like her, you uh-huh. really have to go. And every day you have to just, you have to go after the yeah. hypocrisy in the cynicism, and particularly in today's age, people want people to be authentic. Why didn't she just come out and be authentic? She's an open borders, big government spender. Why does she take the exact opposite? I love your thing. She's trying to be a modern June Cleaver, Jim Hoff. Yeah, yeah a- absolutely. I, th- I think uh, Mike Gibbs has to do that. He should do it. She's a complete fraud. And, I, and like you said, people don't, they don't like that. You know, that's what was made, everyone's, made Trump so attractive was that people loved that he was just authentic. And still love that he's authentic. And this woman is just, it's, 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 it's disgusting and offensive that she would put out such an ad. It's actually offensive, and it should offend the people of Western Michigan, that she would put out this ad pretending like she's sending her kids to school with duct tape on their shoes. Steve, I came from a big family with not a lot of money, and we know how embarrassing it was as a kid, you know, to go to school with hand-me-downs and hand-me-downs on top of hand-me-downs. And uh, she, she's mocking these people, I think. You know, the fact that she would yeah. say that her kids, no, you know, they are, are, are no. going through this hardship when Look, they're not. When you first, we just had Benny Johnson on in the last hour, who's going around the country, the meme wars. Hoft, when I first saw the thing on Gateway Pundit, I thought it was a parody. I didn't think it was real. I had to watch it a couple of times because it's a whole new level of cynicism. Jim Hoft, real quickly. Tish James coming after Trump and even the New York Times we had Mike Davis on the previous hour. New York Times even saying this thing's a sham, right? Talking about how you value real estate and, and the sophisticated banks. never All the loans are current. Nobody's got damage. What is Tish? Is Tish James responding to these polls coming out saying she's actually losing to a guy who's a stand up conservative but has no name recognition and no money? Is she panicked because of that? Um, well, I think it's all she has, and it's all she's ever had is to go after Trump. She she said this uh, the night she was elected is how she's going to go after Trump. We put a montage on our site today 
of the several times that she's repeated, I'm going to go after Trump. I'm going to get Trump. Right. That's all she has. When she wakes up in the morning, she's screaming, I'm going to get Trump. Right. And uh, so she's she's in sad shape. And uh, it's, you know, this this uh, case that she's bringing forth. We wrote about this uh, a few months ago for the there was an investigation that came out that said uh, there was nothing there and that Trump actually devalued his properties in the state. So I don't know. She's just keeping, you know, kicking a dead horse. Uh, and uh, I don't think she's going to have much success here. Jim Hoft, how do people get to Gateway Pundit? How do they follow you on social media? Uh, thanks, Steve. Yeah, it's it, the gatewaypundit.com. We're on Getter. We're on uh, Trump Truth Social. We're on uh, Facebook when you can see where, you know, if they if they allow our posts up. And uh, we're, of course, banned on Twitter. But um, come to our website. That's the best way. Gateway Pundit, by the way, I start my day. It's show prep for the war room. Thank you very much, Jim. And thank you for showing me the par parody video. <laughs> yeah. Michigan 3. It really should Incredible. end her, uh, her, her uh, career as a politician. It's that bad. Well, I think, listen, Western Michigan 3 are good, hardworking. I mean, it's one of, the, it's one of the backbones of the country, right? So it's, I'm sure they'll look through this phony and come to the right conclusion. Pretty, pretty, pretty cynical. All right. Want to bring in. I want to bring in two guys now. I think two of the smartest guys around. I found very closely: Greg Price and Alice, Alex Brucewitz. Greg, I want to start start with you in Battleground. We're going to start going through district by district and doing a lot of detailed polling analysis. We've got, I think, tomorrow we're going to do our special. We'll talk about a hundred polls we looked at. But you guys provide a, a special and unique service and kind of look outside the box about how to actually not just win but get messaging out and, and get traction. Walk us through what your theory of the case is. What is your business? Why does it take a different look on it? Why you, you know, you're kind of one of the cutting edge companies around MAGA and America first. Greg Price, I'll start with you, then we'll go to Alex. Yeah, there's really no uh, company out there, out there that does things similar to what we do. If, if, if you don't know, our company is called X Strategies LLC. And basically we're advisors and digital strategists and we do video production and a bunch of other things for America first conservative politicians and organizations and nonprofits and super PACs. And basically we're just masters at messaging, masters at, at consulting. And, you know, the biggest thing that we've done this election cycle is identify America first candidates and, and have them primary uh, squishy Republicans, you know, rhinos. And, you know, a big reason why we do what we do is because, you know, there are a lot of Republicans in Washington, D.C. that don't represent us the way we should be represented. They don't fight for the voters that elected them, you know, they're just there to go along and get along and they, they delve into the swamp. And our, the goal of our company is to change that. The goal of our company is to get those people out. You know, we take the fight to them every single day and, you know, they hate us for it. We'll talk, I'm sure Alex will have something to say about Dan Crenshaw when you, when you go to him and what he's in, in our war with him, but you know, they hate us for it. You know, the establishment is really, really scared of us because of how effective we are at pushing the message of America first pushing the message to, you know, the populist base of the Republican Party. And, you know, that they, they go at, after us every day and try to destroy us for it. But we're not scared. We never back down from a fight. And, you know, we're, we're set on the mission and, and to succeed. And before I go to Alex, I just want to ask you because of the financial structure, economic structure of kind of politics. You know, you see this all the time where the, the America First and these primaries are outspent five to one, ten to one. In in uh, in uh, I think thirty five or forty million dollars against Kerry Lake, 
when you go in, you know that the donors for the establishment want to see ads on Fox. They want to go back to the old model of just dropping points on people's heads with television commercials. Is your theory the case that you can do it smarter, better, and with less money, with better messaging, better memes, better, and the, and the candidates actually being scrappy? Or is that what you guys say? Because the America First guys, the MAGA guys are always going to be outspent. No, I, yeah, I think you know it's you can go up against big money if you have the right message and if you have and if, and if you're truly motivated to do it. We've seen that by a lot of America First candidates in this election cycle. You talked about John Gibbs in your opener, and he's a perfect example of that of a guy who was not only outspent, who who had you know he had Democrats giving him money, but his his he was going up against one of the richest guys in in the state of Michigan. Um, and he and he came out and he and he beat Peter Meyer. And there's plenty of examples of those people all over the country. And I think, you know, understanding the how to use the Internet the way that we do and the, the way to understand uh, how to craft the message of America of the America first movement and not just appeal it to the Republican base, to but to, you know, other people as well, uh, you know, independence, because it's it's a great story to tell. And we have a great message. And, you know, I think. Our role is is making that message be effective to a wide audience, and we do it really well. and And, and I love doing it a lot. And you know, it's it's great to go up. I, I relish in the fact that we go up against you know all of these forces working against us coming out of the swamp. Uh, Alex, let's bring you in now. You talk about Dan Crenshaw. I mean, people would think a couple of years ago that Dan Crenshaw is kind of the the standard stock model, a, a, a guy that served his country, who was obviously injured in combat, uh, kind of. He's to you know he wants to give money to Ukraine. He's kind of a neocon neoliberal, but a couple of years ago that was the rising you know young guns of the Republican Party. One, what's your beef with that? And and two, tell us about tangling up with with Dan Crenshaw. He's making James Bond commercials. I see all the time he's jumping out of airplanes and you know trying to be like uh, Sean Connery. So so what's your, what's your beef with with him and how do you go up against him? Yeah, well. Following the 2020 election, Steve, uh, the the difference between MAGA Republicans and the establishment wing of the Republican Party couldn't be more clear. Uh, tens of millions of Americans, as you know, had questions about uh, what happened in the 2020 election. They rightfully believed it was rigged and it was unfair. And uh, some would even go far as far to say it was stolen, uh, which is what I believe. Uh, but, you know, the representatives in Washington, you know, the ones that paid attention, the ones that cared, they said, I hear your concerns, I'm going to constitutionally object to the results of the election, debate for you, and try to fight for transparency. But then there was this wing of the Republican Party, the very small wing uh, of the Republicans that said, well, I guess, you know, maybe if Trump wasn't in Washington, then this is how I can become the next leader. And you had the Liz Cheney's, and you had a guy named Dan Crenshaw who decided to follow Liz Cheney's path. Uh, and it was a very foolish path for him to follow because he represents one of the most Republican districts in the country, a Republican plus 27 district outside of Houston. Uh, and so my beef with Dan, it started around December because I simply posted a video of him saying, quote, Adam Kinzinger has a more conservative record than the grifters in the Freedom Caucus, which is just a flat out lie. And I simply just posted the video. It went viral. And Dan had to answer to it the next, you know, for the next day on the House floor. The Freedom Caucus member said, why would you say such a disgraceful thing about us? It's a lie. And Dan got infuriated. And then a couple of weeks later, he was at a town hall in the district and a young girl asked him why he called Jesus a fictitious hero like Superman. 
uh, and he berated the young girl. So I clipped and posted that video too. Uh, and then after that, Dan really became uh, obsessed in a way with me. He started calling my clients, offering them money to fire me and fire my company from their campaigns. And they all said, Dan, ho, 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 whoa, 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 slow down. I got to hear this. He did what? He called your clients after, because I saw both those videos and, 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 and Congressman Crenshaw did say it about the Freedom Caucus. And the little girl just asked a basic question on something he had said. I mean, she wasn't trying to be offensive. She was almost like saying, hey, you said this. Just by you posting that, he then contacted your clients to fire you? Yeah, it, it, was, it was a bizarre situation. Uh, it, it, he also had his chief of staff email my girlfriend at the time. Why is Alex so obsessed with Dan? Why we tell him to back off? Uh, but yeah, he called my clients and said, this is Congressman Dan Crenshaw. I see you're running for office and Alex is on your FEC reports. But I need you to fire him. And in return, I'll give you a $5,000 pack check in my endorsement. And all of the candidates that are trying to win a Republican primary is like, Dan, please don't endorse me. We don't want your endorsement. We see how your endorsed candidates turn out. None of them fired me, so I can't sue over tortious interference because there's no damages. Uh, But he did make an effort to try to get me fired. Uh, and it really just backfired. Yo, yo, hold it. Hold, Alex, Alex, this, this story is too good. Slow down. He called your clients and said, I saw in the FCC report, you've got X strategy. You got Alex signed up. I'll give you a $5,000 support check and an endorsement. You fire him. And you're telling me nobody hit the bid. Yeah. Nobody hit the bid. And I, you know, there's a great guy. (laughs) Corey Mills. He just won in Florida seven. And I'm really excited about Corey. I think he gets it. And uh, he was one of the guys he called. He said, Corey, you know, fellow military man here, uh, can you please fire Alex? He hurts my feelings on Twitter. And Corey said, Dan, you're a congressman. Why are you getting into the mud with a 24-year-old on Twitter? And Corey makes a great point. Like, if a guy like me, 25 years old, on Twitter can get under the skin of a congressman, imagine what the Chinese Communist Party can do. Let me go back. Alex, hang on for a second. We'll go to Greg. Come back to you. What was your theory of the case? Because people would naturally, the reason I'm, I, I, I am uh, fascinated by you guys, that you're in, insanely sophisticated. But out there, the mainstream media always paints the America First and the MAGA candidates as a collection of rubes, right? So tell us about that. How do, how do the rubes then up hiring it's really the most sophisticated guys about messaging in the internet and how to keep the costs down. Greg Price, you start, and then I want to go to Alex. Well, I think the reason that people like us and, you know, people constantly recommend us to, to them if they need, you know, consulting or digital strategy advice is because I think me and Alex understand the America First movement. We understand where the Republican base is, and we understand where our country is and that and we understand the left and we understand the forces that are trying to destroy this country a lot more than than most people who who do what we do not to brag or anything but uh no but you know we we get it and you know it's our job to educate the next uh generation of conservatives that you know the new conservative leaders that are coming into congress about hey you know because, you know, the swamp doesn't get it anymore. And the old guard of the Republican Party is dead. And, you know, it's it's the Donald Trump party. It's the MAGA party. It's the America first party now. And if you don't get that, you're going to hear about it from your base. You're going to hear about it uh, from the American people. And 
you know, they'll paint us as rubes. That's what the media does all the time. And, you know, it's all noise at the end of the day. At the end of the day, we're focused on winning. We're focused on delivering wins for the American people, for, for the American people. We're focused on electing people who will fight to save America and, and who will fight the swamp and all, and all of the, you know, the terrible things that they're doing to, to hurt our country. Alex, I want to go to you. How is it that, you know, the mainstream media inundates with kind of the conventional wisdom? And of course, the the media elites do that, too. And and the conservative bank does the same thing. How is it that you guys sit there and go, hey, the country's kind of MAGA, America first, at least, you know, 55 or 60 percent of it. Where are where is the population, particularly non-college educated, African-American, Hispanic, white working class, middle class? How are they coming to this conclusion that you guys can tap into if the media narrative is exactly the same neoliberal, neocon media narrative? Alex. Well, what gives me hope is that only 13% of Americans have trust in Congress and I think around the same actually believe and trust in the, in the, in the news media. And they said, so the American people recognize that they've been lied to so many times and they just look for authenticity. And guys like Greg and myself, you know, we, we aren't the Boy Scout conservatives. We came up in the Donald Trump Republican Party. You know, people would want to have a beer with us. People would want to hang out with us. You know, we don't sit there and lecture people about tax cuts or whatever. We lean into the culture wars. We lean into things that people care about. Uh, and so Donald Trump changed the Republican Party forever. Uh, he brought out uh, the working class vote for us like we've never seen before. And it's our job. Uh, to, to keep that movement alive. We go out and we talk to these people every day, whether it's on social media or if it's in person, uh, and, and we care about our base. And I think that's what separates us from the other consulting firms is that the other consulting firms want to sit here in Washington, D.C., collect a big check, charge 80% for fundraising, steal money from working class America, and they never want to leave the beltway, where we don't do what we do for money. We do it because we love our country. We, we are advocates for the America First agenda. There's a lot of people trying to make it impossible for us to make money, and that's okay, but we're gonna keep pushing forward and keep uh, you know, fighting for what we believe in. And we're advocates first, consultants second. And I think our clients recognize that when they're with us. You know, A client of ours will, uh, that's running for Congress will want us to come out and do an event with them. And it's almost rare. I mean, Bannon, you were uh, probably the trendsetter in that, where people, you're the consultant that was also kind of, uh, a superstar. You know, you, you could actually draw a crowd when you go out there. But you know all these other consultants here in D.C. They're all dweeby. They all, you know, are in it for the wrong reasons. Uh, and so we try to change that. Greg, uh, how do people get to the company, your site, and how they get to you? I'll come to Alex for a social media. How they get to your social media to follow you guys? Because uh, it's quite an event. It's quite a, an event to follow you guys. How'd they do it? So I'm a Greg underscore price 11 on Twitter and Greg dot price 11 on Instagram. And we have the X strategies. We have our brand accounts. It's X strategies, LLC on, on Twitter and Instagram and on Facebook. And you can, and if you want to, and you know, if you're somebody running for office, if you're somebody that runs, a, you know, a nonprofit that's working on a particular issue, if anything, and you want, and you want help boosting yourself online, you want, you know, our, to on our services, definitely go to our website and you know check us out and we'd be happy to work with you that's what because that's what we do we want to we want to find good people in the movement we want to we want to boost them online and we want to make sure that they have the tools necessary to succeed alex how do people get to you on social media 
at Alex Bruzewitz, or you can follow Dan Crenshaw's account because he'll pre periodically tweet about me and, <laughs> and say, <"Whoa." laughs> Hold it. Dude, before I let you go, please don't tell me they, they emailed your former girlfriend and said, yeah. what they yeah. say? Break up with this guy? And he said, he said uh, why is he so obsessed with Dan? Can you please tell him to stop? And, uh, you know, unfortunately, uh, if you have any single girls who are watching this, I'm available now. She was a nice girl, but, uh, but yeah, he, he went as far as emailing my girlfriend. So it was a low blow. <laughs> The, 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 the buried lead there, she agreed with it. Alex, Greg, you guys are fantastic. Uh, we look forward to following you and your candidates and uh, fight on, guys. Thank you very much for joining us. God bless you, man. Thanks so much. Now, this, I'm telling you, this, we, we, got the, we got the right people on our side of the football. This is why this movement's ascendant. And I want to go to uh, Joanna Miller now, another fighter. Joanna, you had, to, you, had to, uh, you had to enjoy that segment, given all the fight that you had in the White House. And then afterwards, um, I can't believe it. Joanna, what, I did ask you before we get to the serious thing of, of why you're here about the formulas. What would you say to somebody who told a guy to, to email the girlfriend and say, hey, what, you know, what's the problem with your boyfriend? Why is he picking on me? I think the fact that Den Crenshaw is going after a 24-year-old shows the desperation of rhinos in Congress. They clearly feel the American people not supporting them. The base is in a different place than they are. I just think it's truly humiliating that a veteran, a member of Congress, is threatened by a 24-year-old, and that's because Dan Crenshaw is not with the program. So keep up the work, Alex uh, and Greg, and uh, the MAGA base supports you, and clearly that's where everyone's turning to. Okay, I'm going to ask you to hold through the break, and I got Dr. Peter McCullough, too. There's a big investigative report out of, uh, out of uh, Politico he's going to address and also talk about his journey as he's been one of the leaders at the forefront. But Joanna, when we come back, and this is really, I think, serious, and it shows you there's something deeply wrong with the Biden administration. We're going to have you back on. You were Peter Navarro's right-hand man. Uh, you did so much during the, uh, the pandemic on, on, uh, on industrial production, using the Defense Production Act. The, the watchword in the White House, if you need something done, get Joanna Miller on it. She's, she's, a, she's a fierce tiger and she's going to get it done and here we are i think this is the fifth or sixth seventh time we've had you on here about this issue of the formulas we're going to take a short commercial break joanna miller who was the manufacturing and trade assistant to the czar dr peter navarro is going to join us and guess what it's about it's about formula the two issues i can tell you in the country that light people off this formula issue and this debt in the write-off of the debt or the transfer of the debt from these college deadbeats in the college cartel to working class Americans. We're going to return in a moment. Join the middle of Dr. Peter McCullough in the war room. War Room Posse, you already know free speech is under constant attack by the swamp and their big tech allies. They resell your communications and personal data while lecturing and laughing at you. I've got the solution. Unplug Systems, a secure communications company, has an app suite you can install on any Android phone, including its own uncancelable app store, VPN, antivirus, and highly encrypted messenger, better than Wicker, Signal, Telegram, or anything else. None of your message or VPN traffic is stored, analyzed, or sold. Claim your security for only $10 a month. Go to their website, unplugged.com. That's unplugged.com slash war room to install the unplugged suite. It's secure, 
It's private. It's the way we stay connected and informed. Get it now. Take action, action, action. Use your agency. They put Peter Navarro in leg irons for simply doing his constitutional duty. Now they want to put Peter in prison for standing up for Donald Trump. Please go to Amazon right now and order Taking Back Trump's America to help fund Peter's legal defense. Taking Back Trump's America provides a critical MAGA blueprint to put Trump back in the White House in 2024. Buy Taking Back Trump's America on Amazon today. If they can put Peter Navarro in prison, they can come for all of us. Folks, let me tell you about Salty. It's a company that makes a soft gel supplement rich in antioxidants to help people like you and me keep a healthy heart. While COVID gets all the headlines, it's important to realize that heart disease kills nearly 700,000 Americans every year. Yes, heart disease is the number one killer every year, year in and year out. Heart disease builds over time. Hypertension, high blood pressure, bad cholesterol, diabetes, all of it affects our heart. A healthy heart is key to being energetic as we get older. It is never too early to take care of your heart. You see, heart disease sneaks up on us. You can start in your 30s, and when this happens, you're at serious risk by the time you turn 60. If you want to take care of your heart and those you care about, please go to warroomhealth.com. That's warroomhealth.com. All one word, warroomhealth.com. Use the code warroom at checkout to save 67% of your first shipment. That's code WARROOM at checkout to save 67%. Do it again. WARROOM HEALTH, all one word, WARROOMHEALTH.COM. Go there today. You need, if you're going to be part of the posse, you need a strong heart. You need a lion's heart. How we're going to do that is with Salty. Go there. Do it today. Check it out. War Room Battleground with Stephen K. Bannon. Okay, welcome back. Uh, Joanna Miller was actually in knowing the White House being more aggressive than Dr. Peter Navarro. It's how they got things done there. Joanna, how many months have you been coming on the show? Talk about the baby formula crisis, ma'am. Uh, it's got to be about six months at this point, but you asked me over the break how many months we're into the shortage. I actually believe it's about a year. There were first investiga investigations of that Abbott facility that took place last year, September 2021. So this is this is just a disgrace that's taken this long, uh, and we're not even through it yet. Well, talk to me about that. They got a new report, and they're blaming everybody. This is what I understand. If this was Trump, you know, they call it Trump. Uh, Navarro's first book was in Trump time. If this wasn't done in 30, first of all, if it happened at all, he'd be furious. But if this was not solved in 30, 60, 90 days max, people would be fired. I mean, people would be blown out of the White House and just get out of here. You got to get this done. We're here over a year. And now tell me about this report that point the finger everywhere except themselves to take action, ma'am. Yeah. So the, the FDA commissioner uh, ordered this uh, investigation of what happened with the shortage uh, to be conducted in May when we were facing a 60% nationwide out-of-stock shortage of baby formula. Uh, their key findings uh, following you know, the shortage, what caused it, were staffing shortages uh, due to the CCP virus pandemic in September 2021. I guess nobody was showing up to work still in our federal government. Uh, lack of knowledge about the specific 
chronobacter bacteria that Im impacted the plant. That's a little alarming since the FDA is supposed to have the top doctors, uh, virologists, and, and, and scientists in the entire world. Uh, and the best one yet, Steve, is that the FDA, this is a quote, the FDA and other federal agencies do not have the authority, expertise, or resources to manage supply chain issues and shortages of critical food products. Steve, this is an agency with a $6.5 billion budget. If the Food and Drug Administration doesn't know about bacteria or how to handle food supply chain shortages, then who would? The FDA's job is to protect the American people uh, from, from food supply chain shortages and drug problems and what have you. If they don't know, then who's like, where does the buck stop? And I just want to mention one other thing. This report was conducted uh, uh, in order to solve the crisis, and they, they conducted interviews with 60 different FDA uh, personnel. The solution was much simpler, and we handled this in the Trump administration with way more urgency and efficiency. Uh, they first investigated the Abbott facility uh, in September 2021 after two years of no regular checkups. That's alarming because they weren't doing their jobs for two years and blaming it on the CCP virus. Um, there was a whistleblower and complaint, complaint in October 2021 that didn't even get addressed until the Abbott facility shuts down in February. And lo and behold, infants died. They were hospitalized, malnourished. And to this date, you go down to Target in our nation's capital and mothers are still struggling to find formula. Steve, this is totally unacceptable. We're the United States of America and we're behaving like a third world country. No, and they're importing from other countries. Is that but the other thing? During the pandemic, you guys didn't have the Defense Production Act. You've never done ventilator. All this stuff that you guys stood up in 30 and 60 days from nothing. And these guys sitting there go, oh, we don't have the authority, expertise. Well, of course, you, but hey, you, you figure it out. And you have unlimited resources, not just $6.5 billion in their budget. There would be unlimited resources. You just came back and said, hey, we got to do this. This is for the American babies. This is what I don't understand. Why yep. the media? I can tell you from polling, two things that, tr that trigger people are this formula about the ch babies and the, the write-off of the trillion dollar or the shift of the trillion dollars to working class people. It infuriates people. Why is the mainstream media not on? If this was the Trump administration, this would be the lead on MSNBC on every show, every night, ma'am. 100%. Yeah. And and. We already knew that we had the media against us during the pandemic, which is why we took 17 days to address ventilator uh, supply chain shortages by standing up brand new, beautiful USA-made factories. One thing I love about Navarro and President Trump, we didn't take a single weekend off because the American people were dying because of this Chinese virus that was going around and killing people. This, this, whatever's happening now is complete polar opposite. We would have been investigated if we hadn't done our job with, with efficiency and effectiveness. Um, and so I just think this is a terrible crisis. And, and like I said on, on previous uh, times I've been on the show, mothers are having to step up on their own. Uh, formula Exchange Group on Facebook, visit it. Um, mothers are shipping uh, formula that they, that they already have stockpiled in their homes to each other across the nation. I think it's a huge patriotic effort. And uh, come November, we're going to have solutions. So everyone get out, vote, volunteer at the polls, make sure we have clean elections uh, because a big red wave is coming. Joanna, how quickly will the investigations, the public hearings on this start? January, February of next year, ma'am? We've got to make it happen ASAP. January, Kevin McCarthy, I hope you're on this. Let's go. Let's, let's hit them with uh, the firepower here and hold them accountable because the American people deserve better. 
Joanna, how can people track you on social media or your website, ma'am? Uh, Getter and Truth is Joanna Miller, and Instagram is Joanna Miller 1026. Thank you, ma'am. If you don't think we're winning, look at the guests we have on here. Benny Johnson, uh, Greg Price, Alex Brucewitz, Joanna Miller. These are all young tigers. This is why MAGA is rising. Okay, I want to go now to Dr. Peter McCullough, one of the guys I I respect the most, has done such a great job on his journey about this COVID-19, and the book is The Courage to Face COVID-19. Dr. McCullough, I want to ask you first, I had Dr. Malone and, and Naomi Wolf on this morning about this kind of blockbuster investigative report coming out of Politico that really talks about four NGOs, the Gates Foundation, Gavi, Sepi, and Welcome, and that really, and by the way, this is a joint venture report between Politico and Die Welt, which is the big German media company and paper, uh, that lays out that it wasn't really governments in charge of this, and kind of the WHO really depended upon the cash and the expertise of these puppet masters. I was shocked that Politico did it, but correct me if I'm wrong. I think this is what you and Naomi Wolf and Dr. Moan and others, a couple others were saying a year and a half ago, and you were mocked and ridiculed and deplatformed. And you guys had all been at the top of your professions, highly respected. And then you were like in the leper colony because you said about exactly, correct me if I'm wrong, what these guys have come out and proven with this massive investigative report, Dr. Peter McCullough. It's true, Steve. You know, they interviewed dozens and dozens of people. They actually have a lot of information. We've learned that these uh, non-government organizations, which no no government has accountability over control accounting, uh, that they wielded extraordinary power and direction in pandemic response. Remember the Gates Foundation with the World Economic Forum formed CEPI, the Coalition for Epidemic Preparedness and Innovation. Uh, which is a multi-billion dollar organization that has claimed since 2017, there will be multiple uh, pandemics one after another, and there will only be one response, mass vaccination. You know what I'm worried about, though, and I hope this comes to investigation, is the Gates Foundation had its hand in almost every major multi-center treatment trial. And, And 201, Steve, the plug was pulled early before we started to see the emergence of a treatment effect ivermectin, hydroxychloroquine. The biggest one was colchicine. The cold corona trial, uh, still to this day, the largest prospective multi-center randomized double-blind placebo-controlled trial done in outpatients, over 4,000. For some reason, they pull the plug before they get to the 6,000 mark, and it just misses a primary endpoint. I am speculating that the Gates Foundation and this consortium of non-government organizations intentionally were suppressing treatment to promote the vaccine agenda. I, I want to go back to this because you kind of hit the thing and how World Economic Forum gets their hand. And hey, it's not a conspiracy. It's all laid out there. This is a detailed report. And, and, and like Dr. Mullen had some issues with it. It's not perfect, but directionally, it's kind of breathtaking. I want to go back to this key point that you said, hey, World Economic Forum did CEPI. And their, their, their theory is that multiple pandemics are going to happen. It's always going to be a vaccine. But go back and do this again slowly. They had their hand in all these things for, for, for what we call therapies or, or treatments that you, before you get to a vaccine problem, all of those were dismissed and they had their hand in each one. Just walk us through that again, because to me, that's the big buried lead here. You know, when clinical trials are done, they must be carried out to their conclusion. We can't pull the plug early on them. 
what happens is we're just left with seeing a signal of benefit, but we don't get the conclusive uh, final result. We don't hit a p-value, a statistically significant result. That was done in study after study of hydroxychloroquine, ivermectin, and the biggest example I mentioned, colchicine. Uh, <clears throat> this was a, a very large, well-funded, multi-sponsored study of the Montreal Heart Institute. Gates Foundation contributed many millions of dollars, and without any explanation, the trial is stopped early. It's just short of meeting its goal. And, and I have to tell you, each one of these trials should have been carried out to their conclusion. We should have had much larger conclusive trials. What we saw from the very beginning, and I think CEPI outlines it the best, is that the featured approach was going to be mass vaccination. They were going to allow as much fear, suffering, hospitalization, and death as possible in order to advance the vaccine agenda. And why do you think, why do you think, not to speculate, but why were they so focused on vaccines when no vaccines had really been created for anything like this? Why do you think they got the hook and they start thinking vaccines, uh, right, vaccines, mass vaccinations had to be the solution? Why do you think that was? You know, Gates said it himself back in 2010. He said, he, he you know, out of all the things he's done, he gets the greatest return on investment of vaccines, 20 to 1 compared to anything else he's done. So he's, he's clearly, uh, you know, had an eye on the financial advantages of, of vaccines. But you're right, there's never been a vaccine that we give in the arm that stops an infection in the sinuses. It's never been done. Never been done. Now, if the vaccines would have been nasal mist uh, administration of a safe vaccine, I don't think any doctor would be against a vaccine program limited for nursing home patients, workers, very careful monthly safety evaluations. But that's not what we saw, Steve. We saw a new genetic platform that uh, very quickly went from optional to uh, highly coerced and pressured, then to mandated, and then it extended all the way down to six-month-old babies. They never had any, any participation in this pandemic. They weren't really a stakeholder. Uh, we quickly lost uh, focus on the high-risk groups. This mass vaccination program got out of control, and, and boy, we've paid the price on safety events. So this is the other thing I wanted to have you on for, because, look, I'm not a professional in this, but having done the pandemic, I've had enough people on and, you know, they've given me all the, the research information or, to look at it and to come, you know, we get to all the early news feeds on this. It seems like around the world, all of a sudden people are either backing away from the, the professional groups that were always so adamant about, as you said, coercion first or mandated all over the world, whether it's England for this group, Denmark for this group, the United States for this group. All of a sudden, it looks like they're running and hiding from the vaccine or the booster. Yet the media is not reporting it like that. And I just want to know your opinion because you've been at the cutting edge of this. Is is there something with the booster? Is there something they understand that they're going to be held accountable for this as governments change in Italy, as governments change in Sweden, as governments change here in the United States of people that were either vaccine hesitant or, quite frankly, anti the whole vaccine movement? Is it politically they're doing this? Is it medically? What is going on here? Because if you look, there's some definitely sea change in this issue with the boosters or the vaccines, Dr. McCullough. Well, we didn't have too much data to look at, Steve. We had data in eight mice. <clears throat> and I can tell you, I looked at it carefully. The bivalent vaccines did not stop COVID in the mouse model experiments. They completely failed in animal models. They had a 
a uh, an antibody rise, but it didn't correlate with stopping the virus. So anybody who looked at those studies carefully understood the bivalent vaccines were going to fail. They knew we were going to fail immediately, and the country started backing away quickly. They're trying to save face at this point in time. You mentioned Denmark. Israel's dropped everything, the UK. Every country now is trying to figure out, by saving face, how to get out of this failed vaccine program. It's obvious the writing's on the wall here. The animal studies failed. There are no human studies. So you can imagine we start to accumulate more safety events. People are gonna immediately point to the absence of human studies and the regulatory agencies have nowhere to hide. You, you go into the book, The, the Courage to, to Face COVID-19. I mean, how could this have happened? Now, now you start talking about it and in hindsight and what you guys were saying at the time is correct. But how could the whole apparatus, was it because they were controlled by these NGOs? I mean, how did CDC, how did FDA, how did things that people historically hadn't paid that much attention to, but when they did, they were highly respected. And kind of when CDC came out and said something, Ebola or all this, you did it. When FDA said something, it was the, it was the, it was the gold standard. How did this happen in this country? And quite frankly, in advanced nations like Germany and France and the United Kingdom, these are not third world countries. These are uh, the leaders in, 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 in medicine and in vaccines and in public health. How did this happen? You know, it's a, it's a wonderful question. It, it seems to be a confluence of, of really some mass psychophenomenon. You know, the, the, uh, the prominent impact of fear and isolation and lockdown seem to, seem to prepare the mind to accept this answer that we were gonna just gonna have vaccines and assume that they're safe and effective. I agree with you. You know, I was here in Dallas a few years ago, CDC came in and managed the Ebola outbreak here. Uh, you know, we have tremendous respect for the CDC. They've always done terrific jobs. I've, you know, I've been on FDA advisory panels. I've worked with the FDA hand in glove. We've always, you know, it's always done well, uh, but somehow in the last few, fast few years, things have become incredibly corrupt we now have wide open conflict of interest. We have these non-government organizations wielding tremendous amounts of cash and power. Uh, we have the World Health Organization, World Economic Forum, uh, Gates Foundation. They all seem to be on some type of global power grab. You know, when we read Klaus Schwab's book from the World Economic Forum, uh, COVID-19 and the Great Reset, he says it. He says, we will use this opportunity uh, to reset a new world order. And it looks like they're trying to do it. What would you recommend uh, if we, if everybody puts their shoulder to the wheel like we advocate in the show every day, what would you recommend, to, and let's say we take the House and maybe not the Senate, what would you recommend to Kevin McCarthy and the people in, in the House about what you would recommend as far as an organized, thorough, fair, even-handed, but deep dive investigation into this entire thing, which clearly somebody has to do this. It should be at least some commission set up by the House or the House itself. What, how would you recommend? Give me a couple of minutes on what Dr. Peter McCullough would recommend to people to get to the bottom of what actually happened. Well, we have a congressional oversight committee for the FDA, so we must start regulatory malfeasance hearings on the FDA. And that means it will start from the, the very beginning. How did the FDA... Uh, ultimately ar arrive on this uh, short-tracked approach for these messenger RNA vaccines. Uh, when Pfizer started to accumulate, you know, 1,223 deaths within 90 days, who at the FDA knew about that? 
Who is communicating with Pfizer and why wasn't it shut down? Pfizer should have been shut down before Moderna and J&J ever came out. So we definitely need congressional oversight investigation. We need to subpoena the FDA officials who are involved with this uh, and, and get to the bottom line of that malfeasance because so many lives were lost. We clearly need investigation and oversight over the CDC and particularly the CDC and its collusion with social media. Uh, American First Legal, many other uh, attorney firms through uh, FOIA have uncovered that the CDC was crafting a false agenda and using social media to manipulate people's accounts and manipulate uh, artificial intelligence uh, to give Americans a different view of COVID-19 than, than what was reality. They were intentionally suppressing early treatment in order to promote mass vaccination. Same thing with YouTube and, and Facebook. We need committee hearings there. Our government agencies should have nothing to do with social media. They should not be manipulating social media uh, in any way. And then I think we need some type of international committee to investigate the, uh, the Trusted News Initiative that was announced by the British Broadcasting Corporation. We need to figure out who signed on to the Trusted News Initiative, uh, CNN or MSNBC, Fox, figure out who signed on to it, who made these decisions, and, and, and we have to break this. We can never have the mainstream media start to actually make, make an impact in public health, because if the, if the impact is in the wrong direction, lives are going to be lost. And that's exactly what happened. Dr. McCullough, how do people get to the book? Because I think a starter, and look, these investigations are going to be massive. You need some primers. How do they get to your book? How do they get to your website? How do they follow you on social media? My uh, link tree is petermcculloughmd.com. It'll take you to the book website, which is courage2facecovid.com. You can always follow me on my podcast every weekend on America Out Loud Talk, Radio McCullough Report. And, and most nights I'm on TV, Fox, Newsmax, Real America. I've been on ABC. Happy to go on all the stations. I've been with this from the very beginning, Steve, in terms of I published the first paper on how to treat the illness. And uh, first and foremost, I put American lives first. And, 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 and I, I honestly, uh, it's just such a shameful time for medicine and our public health agencies right now. The last three years have been a disaster. Do Dr. McCullough, you've been a hero and a patriot. And uh, as this goes forward, you're even gonna, I think people, even people that uh, didn't agree with you at the beginning or understand that you stood in the breach and really put it all on the line professionally to speak truth to power and to try to save lives like good doctors should. So very honored to have you on here, sir. Thank you for joining us in the war room. Thank you, Steve. These heroes every day. I mean, McCullough is a man of courage. What did uh, what did Churchill say? Courage is the most important of all virtues because it is upon courage that all the other virtues rest. Tomorrow at 10 o'clock, we're going to be back at fair for two hours, but we're going to have breaking news, capital markets, all of it. But we're going to talk about the border. We're going to talk about the invasion of the United States of America tomorrow morning in the war room.